This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. Do you want to use AI in your marketing, but you're not sure where to start? Take a class with Trust Insights and the Marketing AI Institute. The AI Academy offers more than 25 classes and certification courses to start you on your AI journey, including our Intelligent Attribution Modeling for Marketer Certification. One membership gets you access to all 25 classes. Visit trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to learn more and enroll today. That's trustinsights.ai slash AI Academy to enroll today. Are you struggling to reach the right audiences? Trust Insights offers sponsorships in our newsletters, podcasts, and media properties to help your brand be seen and heard by the right people. Our media properties reach almost 100,000 people every week, from the In-Ear Insights podcast to the Almost Timely and In the Headlights newsletters. Reach out to us today at trustinsights.ai slash contact to learn more. Again, that's trustinsights.ai slash contact. In this week's In-Ear Insights, we are talking about what to do when your data doesn't tell you what to do. Uh, many times we talk about how you have to be using data to make decisions. And if you're not making data decisions with your data, it really is kind of a distraction. We want to focus on what actions can we take. But sometimes, especially with uh, some clients that have very, very steady, even, you know, businesses that have no major disruptions, which is astonishing in, you know, in the current pandemic times, um, you have data says, eh, there's nothing to do except Stay the course, maybe. So, Katie, what do we do when the data doesn't tell us what to do? Uh, we panic and cry under our desks. That, Just, that, no. No, okay. <laughs> All right, what do we do? No, so this is actually a very common issue. So, you know, if you're looking at your data every day, like in an automated report like Data Studio, or if you're looking at it uh, every few weeks and you're not seeing a lot of change, that could be the indication of a good thing that things are working. But the risk that you run is that if things completely stay static or they're just very slowly growing or just, you know, plateauing, then it's sort of that like bare minimum of like, okay, so if we don't touch anything, things will just keep rolling along, but couldn't we be doing better? Uh, we ran into this recently when we were pulling an analysis and an, att an attribution analysis for one of our clients and Chris, your first reaction was, meh, doesn't really tell us a whole lot. And what we ended up doing in that instance was we really, you know, for lack of a better term, we stepped outside of the box of the way that we usually look at these analyses. And we thought, what are some of the questions that we can continue, that we can start to ask? So instead of saying, this is what the data says, and this is the action, we took a different tact and said, let's just start asking questions of, is this the best thing to be doing? Is this the way you want your data to be looking? Are these the results you're hoping to get? And so instead of just like throwing our hands up and saying, well, this isn't useful, we really tried to think about it from a different perspective of just questioning everything. What do you think, Chris? I mean, you've been doing data longer than I've been doing data. <laughs> what do you what do you do when you run into this for it depends on whether it's a strategic or mathematical problem in the math side of things one of the things that happens like when you run say a simple correlation and you get something that doesn't really provide any illumination uh, one of the first questions you have to ask is is there some piece of data that's missing right is there some metric or variable that isn't accounted for that you then have to say okay 
if we had this, then we might get some kind of relationship because we know some, we know we're trying to find something. We know there's a there there. The question is, is do we have the appropriate type of data to find, to make that analysis? And there are actually are statistical tests you can run on data, um, specifically time series data to say, okay, yeah, these are the things that could hint at a problem. Uh, there's techniques like principal component analysis, uh, factor analysis, uh, certain types of regression analysis can hint at, yeah, you, you might not have all of the ingredients that you're trying to, to find. But I think for most marketers, it, it is the strategic problem more than anything, the one that you alluded to, which is if things are just kind of plugging along, what's missing? Why aren't things, you know, the, the typical growth hacker created? Why aren't things just going up and to the right? You know, um, are there channels you're not considering? Are there tactics you haven't used? Are there audiences you haven't reached? And so it's a question of what is omitted from the analysis. When we do an attribution analysis, for example, there are things that in digital marketing are omitted, right? You cannot see things that you don't have information for. If you're looking at Google Analytics, for example, one of the channels that shows up all the time is called direct, which is a misnomer. It should say unknown because Google has literally no idea what to do with that data and just calls it direct. And sometimes, depending on your website and your Google Analytics configuration, that can be 20, 30, 50, 60% of your data. When 60% of your data is unknown, you kind of have a problem. Um, and so the question then is, what do we do? How do we unpack that box? Because there may be things in there that could drastically change our analysis. Maybe email isn't holding steady, right? Maybe email is actually going up, but because you didn't use UTM tags in your emails, uh, for example, you are missing a whole bunch of traffic. We had that problem with a client where email was showing up for like 2% of their attribution analysis. And then they're like, oh, you know, we um, we don't actually put eight UTM tags in our emails. Like, great, why don't we try fixing that for a month? And then the next month we ran the same report. Oh, look, 70% of our conversions are from email. Uh-huh. Uh, it turns <laughs> out you, the data was missing. So <clears throat> when we're talking about is the data, you know, meh, is the data not tell us what to do? We've got to make sure we've got all the data. Well, you know, and it's interesting because you're focusing a lot on the quantitative side of the data, which is often what we look at. So we look at our KPIs, our goals, you know, did we get the traffic? Did people convert? The other side of it is it's you can't know the full story without the qualitative side of it. Why did that happen? Why did you make that decision? Why are you doing things this way? And so really digging into that behavioral side of the data, asking your customers, talking with the rest of your team, why are we doing it this way? Asking your you know, C-suite, why are these the goals? Just really digging in. So if your data is just flat, if your data is just like rolling along, there's no peaks, there's no valleys, you know, you may say, oh, this is a great thing. You run the risk of if something changes, all of that disappearing. So you really need to understand why things are the way they are. You know, it's a, if your data is flat and plateaued, it's a great opportunity to run a, a customer survey or a small focus group or do some A-B testing and say, is this what we want it to be doing? You know, are we growing fast enough? Are we doing enough? And Chris, you had mentioned, you know, the different digital channels, like is email doing what we want it to do? Yes, it's bringing in traffic, but is it bringing in the right traffic? And those are some of the questions that we really decided to dig into when we ran into this recently of like, 
yeah, it looks like SEO is doing well, but are you ranking for the right terms? And so it, we needed to do that additional analysis. And, you know, are you too reliant on any one channel? So there's really a lot of opportunity when, even if you think your data isn't telling you anything useful, it's actually an opportunity to dig in even deeper and see why, what's going on. Exactly. Uh, I was doing some uh, homeschool science with my kids this weekend. One of the things we were looking at was calculating momentum. Momentum in physics is a simple formula. It's mass times velocity. And when we think about momentum in the, the bigger picture context of, you know, is our marketing growing? Is our results growing? Are they staying flat? Are they declining? That in in a sense is momentum. Are we growing? Are we staying flat? When you look at your data and the data is kind of flat, that means your momentum is pretty stable. Well, momentum is a formula, mass times velocity. In the context of marketing, that means things like your audience, your conversions, your traffic and stuff, and then the speed at which you're able to get people to do stuff. So even if um, your conversions or your audience is growing, if you're slowing down, in your ability to convert people, you will have consistent momentum. So it may be a question of which of those two things is the problem that you're not growing. And mm -hmm. once you can diagnose that, you can say, okay, what do I have control over that I could increase either mass or velocity to make momentum increase? For a lot of marketers, velocity is easier to fix than mass, right? You may not have a ton of money to throw at ads. You may not have a ton of people on your mailing list to, to mail repeatedly, but you absolutely can do things like looking at the most valuable pages on your website and say, how can we tune these pages up? How can we accelerate the process to conversion? How could we remove obstacles from the, what's you know, getting in people's way to convert? Um, how could we have a website that doesn't suck? <laughs> um, and that's how those are the easier things for marketers to tinker with to increase velocity. And if you increase velocity while your mass remains the same, your momentum still goes up. Now, the best case scenario is you can get both to go up at the same time, and then you have acceleration. Then you're talking about force, which is a totally different, uh, well, it's not totally different, it's a slightly different formula. But from this perspective, if the data is flat, there are these two fundamental reasons why that data could be flat, and you need to diagnose that first. One could argue that, you know, given everything that's gone on this year, the goal was to keep things status quo and keep things as flat as possible. So there's definitely a good argument for having your data look that way. However, we are now nine months past the start of the pandemic and, you know, 2020 is coming to a close. So then I would also say, yeah, great. You kept everything status quo for the year. Now it's time to turn those knobs and increase that mass and increase that velocity and figure out because now everyone, you know, not to uh, undermine it, but everyone has kind of settled into this new normal routine. And so there's really no excuse at this point to really sort of say, okay, I'm just going to throw my hands up and keep everything status quo. Obviously, you know, that doesn't apply to every industry, but when we're talking about marketing, especially digital marketing, the internet is more important now than ever because it's how people are staying connected. It's where they spend their time, you know, online shopping, e-commerce, all of those things are peaked at this point, especially now with the holiday season, 
So to say, oh no, we just wanna make sure that everything stays flat is actually a really poor excuse. So this is the time to start doing that testing, to do that additional customer research, you know, to figure out, are we doing the right things? Are we doing things at the right times? And, you know, Chris, to your point, you know, tuning up the website, what pages are leading to conversions, what channels and in what order are assisting to conversions? Are we really meeting our goals or are we just complacent? Exactly. And when we think about velocity, <clears throat> it's motion, right? It's, it's the distance you go over a period in time. <clears throat> to your point, if you can have speed and movement in a direction <clears throat> until you hit a wall, if, for example, like your guitar center, which just declared bankruptcy this morning, um, they were unable to change directions. So they were going in a certain direction. They had the speed and they hit a wall called the pandemic. The way around that is agility, be able to change directions very, very quickly, depending on what's happening in the data. And to your point, if you're not watching the data all the time, if here's here's a good test to, of your agility. It, do, a, do you have a dashboard of KPIs? That's number one. Number two, is it the start page in your browser? Right. If it's not the start page in your browser, when you open a new tab or whatever, that means that you're probably not keeping as close an eye on those KPIs as you could be. That doesn't mean you have to like live in it and just stare at it all the time, but it should be one of those things that you see every single day. Like, oh, that's what's going on. You know, for example, I look at the COVID statistics every single day just to see what's going on because I don't want to be taken by surprise. Um, I look at basic things like Google Analytics traffic to make sure it's not zero because that would be a really nasty surprise. Every time I send an email newsletter, I look at the, the data to see, okay, did my newsletter perform as well as has previously? Could it have done a little bit better or did it like go down like by half? Like, oh, that's a big unpleasant surprise. And so we have to be very cognizant of keeping an eye on our speed and knowing when to change directions. And to your point, we're nine months into this craziness. And there are still new changes every single day. You know, uh, a, a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of locations have just gone to no more indoor dining because they've just issues with contagion. So we have to be really, really agile. And that comes from looking at the data. So if you have not got a dashboard put together of your KPIs and you're not making it something you, that's in your face every single day, you have some room to, to, add some paying attention to your data. I would argue, so, you know, you just mentioned, uh, I believe you said the phrase like things are changing every day. I would argue that yes, things are changing every day, but the outcomes themselves from a marketing perspective are predictable in the sense of like, if you run, you know, three or four scenarios, like, okay, let's say you do the marketing for a restaurant chain and the restaurant chain you know, no longer offers indoor dining. Well, this is not new. Like this is a scenario that you've been through before. So you can already think through how do I, you know, market for now, you know, only outdoor under heater or, you know, whatever the scenario is or just takeout or this, that, the other. And so, you know, with all of this time that we've had to see all of the different changes in the industries, you know, obviously we can't plan for every single scenario, but you know, the basics, you know, you know, people are stuck at home. People are going to start hoarding weird random items. People are going to be looking for outlets from 
you know, the insanity of being, of looking at the same four walls with the same four people all the time. And so these are scenarios that you can plan for. And so it's a great time to test out some of those things within your own marketing so that your data doesn't stay flat because we have a good sense of what, you know, the situation is around us. Now there's obviously, there's those black swans, those unpredictable things, the natural disasters, the, you know, I would argue even that the behaviors by people who were in charge at this point are pretty predictable in the sense that you can plan for things not working or things not getting done or whatever, you know, without turning it into a political thing, whatever the situation might be, there is some predictability to it because it just, it's the same situation over and over and over again with just a slightly different shade. Yeah, I agree. And given the familiarity of some of these situations now, uh, we've talked about this in past episodes. This is an opportunity to look at what you did, say, in March or April and go, well, what could we have done better? Right? We, we panicked, we scrambled, we, mm -hmm. we got through it, maybe. Um, but what didn't we do? Like, ah, if only we had done that. I wish we could have done that. And again, this is where it pays to go back and look at your data from that period and say, okay, you know, we had a 40% decline in traffic or whatever. What did we do to pull out of that? And what could we have done faster? What, what's on the list of, oh, if only I had known at that time. Well, now to your point, we do know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's an opportunity to bring that stuff back, that playbook back and say, okay, what was on our wish list that now we know pretty much what's going to happen? That's a really good point. Um, you know, I, I don't know that enough companies or enough marketers are going back to that specific point in time to say, what decisions did we make and what could we have done differently? I know that a lot are looking at what goals did we set for the year and did we reach them? Did we not? But you really have to factor in that specific point in time and how much did we panic? How much, how unprepared were we? What decisions did we make? Why did we make those decisions versus different things? because clearly we're not out of the thick of it yet. And therefore it's an opportunity to continue to do better and get out of that plateau that you might be in with your data. Yep. So to summarize, if your data doesn't help you make decisions, it's probably because something is missing, either mathematically or strategically. To figure that out, use the basic formula for momentum, mass times velocity. What stuff do you have? Budget, resources, people, etc. And how quickly can you get your audience to move, to, to change directions, to, to move with you? If you are stuck, it means one of those two things is probably not working. Figure out which one's not working and start making changes as quickly as you can to get your momentum back on track and start getting your data moving in the right direction. If you got questions about this or anything else that uh, we've talked about on today's show, hop on over to our free Slack group at Analytics for Marketers, trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers, where you can chat with up to 1,400 other digital marketers every day about all your analytics and data questions. And as always, if you haven't done this already, please go over to trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast and subscribe to the show wherever it is you're, you're listening to it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Want help solving your company's data analytics and digital marketing problems? Visit trustinsights.ai today and let us know how we can help you.